Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. We're chatting about how to get the most out of life and covering a ton of interesting topics. So there's sure to be something for just about everyone. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy and we needed to get this episode recorded before the full plague upon our house has hit. Yeah, uh, it seems everybody around us is sick as well. It's like... uh, What's that? Walking Dead? Is that what it's called? That show where everybody just... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> or the pandemic? Yeah, or the pandemic. Something like that. Oh my no, goodness. That I mean, doesn't even seem like that long ago, but it was. I know. And our son's sick and I thought it's not... It's just a matter of time because he's got one killer immune system and if it got him, it's getting us next. And yeah. You know what's funny is I was giving him medicine today. He tasted it. And he said, oh, this doesn't taste very good because it wasn't flavored. And I said, well, it's actually just regular medicine. I just give you a smaller dosage for children. And I, then I thought to myself, why don't we get to have flavored medicine as adults? Why, think, like, why do they stop that? Did we still have taste buds? Why don't we, we get great? We do have flavored medicine. You just buy the unflavored stuff? No, but I mean, at adults, when you get regular medicine, cough and cold medicine, it's not flavored. Yes, it is. You no. can buy flavored. You can buy strawberry and all that. No, well, uh, maybe I'm just thinking of Buckley's. Oh, yeah, Buckley's. It no, but like... most things like gravel and mm. that sort of thing, they are not flavored. Yeah, they have peppermint and ginger. and. Well, but we don't have grape and bubble gum and fruit punch. Even Tums. <laughs> Has peppermint tums and stuff. All now. right, fair enough. But not all of our medication is flavored. But I, <laughs> all kids' medication is like when yeah. they get their suspensions of penicillin or whatever antibiotics are getting dealt up to them for the latest infections. He really loves the taste, and I think that's their gateway into like you know enjoying drugs and stuff like that. Well, it's a rude awakening today when he got the regular stuff. I'll tell you <laughs> that's that. That's true. Like yuck, this is what this tastes like. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, we got it. We got it in. You know what? I've been taking oil of oregano to try to ward it off too. I'm not a whole oil person. I guess there's yeah. some oils I do. Yeah. I do omega three oil. I'll do some kind of oils. Cod but, liver. Is yeah. that what omega three oil? Well, is? Well, yeah, it's okay. it, it's that same idea. But uh, oil of oregano. I don't know if it's psychosomatic, but it seems like when I feel like I might be getting sick or when it's in our household. Because it works. You think? It, I mean, for you, it does. I I can't stand the taste of like oregano like that. I like it on pasta and stuff like that, but I can't just do it free Straight base. up like I, I do it? I can't free base the... <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I take it and I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, my throat did get sore. And I'm like, no, I just burn it with oil of oregano. That's what happened. Here's another question, just a quick question, like cod liver oil. Is that actually... Like from the livers the of liver cod. of a cod. <laughs> I don't know the answer to this okay. at all. I don't well, know, or is it because you it, hate fish? No, and I, the last thing I can see you ingesting is the liver of a cod. So <laughs> anyway, it's, all right, that's it. Would be the first time I've heard livers of fish referenced. <laughs> Are we getting like, when they're prepping fish, is it getting that deep into the details? Yeah, like are they just snipping out the livers of these cods and saying, let's make this into oil and give it to people? (laughs) Why are we ingesting it? I don't know. It works. Why do we ingest a lot of things? That's true. Before we get into today's topic, I want to talk about my clothing pet peeves because I've just noticed recently 
that I spent a lot of time in the morning just holding my sleeves down so that when I put my coat on, they don't get bunched up because I don't know what it is if it's just being overly sensitive, but I cannot stand a sleeve bunched up in the sleeve of my coat. Oh, on the inside? Oh, no, that's... Oh, that bothers you? Oh, that bothers me. It bothers Hux, too. I can't think, stand it. I wouldn't think that would bother you. I feel like that's something oh, that you just wouldn't care about I never all. do it, so... What about when you're walking and, like, say you had an ankle sock, but all of a sudden it got bunched up around your toes inside your shoe? Would that bother you? Yes. I can't stand that stuff. Okay. Yeah. You seem... You're always like, let's just, just move on by. Don't let that bother. Don't let the little stuff well, bother you. Well, I mean, I, I stop and stuff. I sit down and take my shoe off, fix my sock, put my shoe back i'm not gonna walk but around like that it? all day what if it's 20 below and Who you're on will? your way to work uh see i just i just ride it out yeah i'd ride it out too you know when the facebook memories pop up i am often reminded of how long i've had clothes because sometimes oh i'm like i still think oh like We've, i have a sweater and you're like oh I, I like that that new sweater and i'm like i still think of it as a new sweater and then a facebook memory came up from like six 2016 years ago. or something yeah, yeah. Or, I, I, I don't know when i stopped thinking of something as being the new sweater or the new shirt, but apparently I hold on to the new tag a it's, little too long. That it's label only when it's replaced worn. by another sweater. Like even if it's used, it's still the new sweater. <laughs> Seriously, that's the way it is. Oh, I you know I tried on a sweater the other day that I had in my closet folded just a little wrong and it was wrinkly and I feel like of it was I think that's almost like a betrayal because yeah. I, the whole reason I like sweaters is because they're they're thick. You don't have to fold them just right. They shouldn't wrinkle. Yeah. But it was just just thin enough that now it was a wrinkly sweater. Also, sweaters you don't wash all the time because you usually have something on underneath them. So yeah. now I'm like, now I got what am I going to do with this sweater? I'm going to have to wash it for no reason other than the fact that it got folded a little bit the wrong way. Sweaters should be only uh, washed rarely, really. I mean, you know, they don't really get that dirty, do they? Well, really? I mean, if you have something on underneath, then yeah. they're more like a coat. You know, another... Uh, the coats thing. don't wrinkle. Now my winter so, coat doesn't wrinkle, but my sweater wrinkled. So. That's that's true. That's true. You know, another clothing thing that I was thinking about is that as I get older, I don't I don't give a crap whether or not my socks match. I is that is as you get older because I feel like that's always been the case. No, I used to have just matching socks, but they only matched because there were one color or another. They were like white or black. I don't wear white socks anymore, by the way. Ugh, no. So I don't know if, if we talked about this, my socks before loyalists. Well, we have because I pointed out to you before when they didn't match and you were like, I don't care go. if they match as long as they're the same thickness. That's right. I go by And thickness. they feel the same. Yeah. So I guess you are about, you know, understand like the thickness or I can understand the sleeve bothering you. If the Thank thickness you for of socks. sparing our listeners from my boring socks story again. <laughs> Did I steal your sock thunder? No, you didn't at all. But I just don't care anymore. If someone's going to like judge you for having two different socks on. They're not a person that I want to know. I once wore two different shoes to work. Yeah. And they weren't even the same height. Really? They were both wedges, but one was a slightly different height wedge. And they were both black. Back when I had more than a handful of pair of shoes, I, yeah, I was standing at the photocopier and I looked down and I'm like, I have two different shoes on. So how, tell me exactly how did you feel when you noticed it, when you discovered it? I felt unbalanced. Really? But were you embarrassed? No, not really. I mean, mm. if someone were to judge me on that, most people... Exactly. I, That's the way I feel about if, my socks. If they... I mean, I was in a place where I was working with people for years, and they all knew me, and they all knew that my lack of caring about 
clothes in general was what it was. So, but maybe if I was out on the street and someone saw it, I don't know. They'd probably just think I was uh, starting some sort of trend. That's true. Speaking of trends, what is this podcast going to be about after all of well, our rambling? Jeff, it's going to be about Hercule Durkling. Hercule Durkling? Well, you know what? Listen, Not Turduncan, there's, which is completely different. You know what Turduncan is, right? No, I don't actually. Really? No. Is what it, is it? A chicken and a duck and a turkey. And oh, you cook them all yes. together. Okay, okay. Turduncan. But no, Hercule Durkle is actually, according to Scotsman.com, to Hercule Durkle. <laughs> it's a it's a 200 year old scottish term mm-hmm. which is why it was on scotsman.com and it's from the dialect of the southern scots in the 19th century i don't know what accent that was it wasn't scottish or anything it was just i what don't know prompted it was this like an aris- as a, as a topic for a podcast well, you look just i wait. usually go into these podcasts not knowing what the heck we're going to be talking about and oh, this one i really oh, went in blind you did and you're gonna you're going to relate to this one it means to linger under the covers of a warm bed long after it's time to get up. Oh my goodness. I am so guilty of that. <laughs> uh, not just long I chose this. A- I chose this one like just for you. Hours after. A lot of people are guilty of it. That's why I wanted to talk about it. Plus, I, it's just a really cool term to herkle durkle. Okay, well, where well, I know you got this from Scotsman.com, but where did you first discover this term? Did you read it in a book? It's in one of the weekly newsletters that I get. I okay. get. I sign up okay. for random weekly newsletters, and this was mentioned in one of them. And Gen Zers would use the term rotting in bed. But Herkel Durkling has a much more positive tone, and it's considered a form of self-care. I, I, I honestly do that so much. I am so guilty of that. Like, I will lay in bed because, I mean, we have... Uh, we have heated blanket and that thing has revolutionized my bed laying because i lay in bed way more now that we have one like it's insane it's truly insane i will like lay in bed and then i'll think okay i better better go get in the shower i go get in the shower and then i get back in bed afterwards because I just leave the heater, I just leave the heated blanket on. Oh, I know. Our son had, we got one for Christmas for him, and he sleeps at max. He put, which is weird, because he's a complete furnace when he sleeps regularly. He's always hot, but yeah. he puts it on max temperature and sleeps. I don't on. think he's ever put it on one. That's what's so insane. He, it's just one setting, twelve. And I'm like, how do you sleep with it on twelve? How are you not like burning up? And he's like, oh, I like it. So I, back. I, so, I mean... Mine has never been on 12, by the way. I put mine on 12. I mine? let it warm up a little bit, never. and then I'm like, okay, and then I turn... I'm all or nothing, and then I turn it right off, and Two. then it's just... Two's the highest I got. Two? Yeah. Wow. Goes to 12. I might just put another blanket on. I run Save hot. the energy. I run hot. <laughs> That's true. So, when you look at Herkel Durkling, it's, uh, it's basically prolonged time in bed, but not when you're trying to get more sleep. So according to realsimple.com, I did a lot of research, went to many websites on this. Herkle to herkle, the first part of the word, is to draw the body together, pulling your limbs toward the body. But the origins of the second part, Durkle, and their combined use of Herkle Durkle is less clear. But they think Herkle... (laughs) I think the Scotsmen are just drinking too much. Too much scotch. (laughs) Hunker down was referenced. You know, they're like, hunker down. Yeah. Herkle Durkle. Durkle. There's actually a, an author, uh, Catherine May, 
She's also a self-care expert. And I love referring to this as self-care because it just takes away all guilt of staying in bed a little oh, extra yeah, longer. Oh, yeah, for sure. But she I'm going to do it even more now. She wrote this book and it was Wintering and the Power of Rest and Retreat in Difficult Times. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. Yeah. It, it's like... It, soothing, it, self-soothing. It, well, it just sort of creates that image of it's frigid, blizzard-like conditions and you're underneath your heated blanket and you're retreating. That's kind of what it's like, though. Really. Uh, you know, before that heated blanket, it was cold. No, she did Under those blankets. It is. Well, you always get... And even if you warm it up a little, like you, what, if you stay in there and you get it warmed up and then you randomly move to another spot, you find a Freezing. cold spot. Now, in the summer, when you do the pillow flip and you get the cool side of the pillow, that's great. But you don't want to find that in the winter. You don't want to find the cold spot. I do the, I do the pillow flip in the winter. I, I got to be honest. I do. What? I like, I like the cool heated blanket, of... cool pillow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it that, or does it? Are you just trying to get rid of the dent in the pillow? No, I like the coolness. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, she does mention the author. The activity benefits us, but we should also know when it's gone too far. I think it's like, gone too far with me. I think I need. If you've to got go to bed Herkel sores, Durkles anonymous, okay. and you're <laughs> <then> <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Jeff, and I lay in bed way too much. And it's a Zoom meeting because none of us can get out of bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a Zoom meeting because I'm in bed underneath the heated blanket. It's only on two, though. But she does say that no one escapes the harder seasons of life, but it's in these moments, and I'm just using her words, that it's time to slow down and use that as an act of self-care. It's also appropriate to take to take to our bed when we are too busy to recharge. We don't always get the opportunity, but lounging in bed is a lovely way to make a slow start to the day rather than the hurried one we're so used to. They should do a national holiday called Herkel Durkle Day, <laughs> where everybody just does that, almost like a like a nationwide siesta. You're not sleeping, though. You're I love just... everything about Herkel Durkling. Oh, my goodness. So do I. Like, so do I. We're going to get t-shirts You want me made. to keep going? Yes, keep going please. With this? Keep going. This is freaking great. <laughs> Well, and, it, and she does talk about being hurried. And I remember just ch- making a little change to my morning routine where I allowed myself an extra 15 minutes in the morning and changed it from being rushed to being, I don't know, regular pace, not leisurely necessarily. But it makes a big difference in your mindset going Huge into the difference. day. Which goes back to a podcast that we did called Wake, what's it called? With that thing that you do, like when you get up at a certain time in the morning and you have everything planned out. What's that called? Planning? <laughs> no, it is called planning, but there's somebody wrote a book about it. The f- oh, the 5 a.m. club? Yes, that's it. The 5 a.m. club. Yeah. <laughs> Forget it, man. I'm not getting up at 5 a.m. Unless I have to for work. No, you're too busy Herkel Durklin. That's right. All day long. That's right. It's, it's my jam. All right. Well, so back to the author. So she recognizes that Herkel Durkling does have its associations with being lazy and unproductive, but we all need to learn the value of rest and recovery in our busy lives. That's right, we do. So what are some of the things you can do while you're Herkel Durkling? Read a book. That's right, Jeff. That's exactly one of the things that I came across. The first thing was to read. Listen to music. Yes. While you read the book. Well, and you know what I found interesting is that... While you eat a sandwich. Sorry. <laughs> eating wasn't on there. Eating was not. No eating in the bed during the Herkel Durkling. Not Next even Ter Duncan. There's no, yeah. no food. Everything's piled up beside me. 
then you just are, that becomes your world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I find it interesting that reading is always seen as a positive thing that you're like, oh, okay, well, you're reading a book. Oh, okay. But if you're reading the captions on TikTok, no, that's different. That's no. a time waster. But, you know, if I'm reading on my Kindle and I'm reading the great American novel, then no, that's perfectly acceptable. Talk about books. You Did you finish a book? I'm almost finished a book, yeah, on Canadian uh, poet uh, Alden Nolan. It's really great. What's the name of that book? I can't recall, <laughs> I knew, actually. I, I was gonna it's right to, there on the table. That happens to me all the time. I'll be in the middle. I'll be like, oh, I read this really great book. And then someone will be like, what is it's it? It's a and part like, of one of his poems. It's like, you know, uh, I can't remember it now. Anyways. That's really but key written information. written by a local but... author. Gregory Cook is his name. I do remember that. Okay. He's close, close, close friend, and it's really great. But the key thing about this is that you're almost finished it. Yeah, I've got like 20 pages left. And how does that feel? Do you have it a sense great. of It feels great. Remember I told you, I'm like, there's too many times I start a book and I just like either get just sidetracked with other stuff or the book's just not as interesting as I thought it was going to be. So I never really complete it. So there's a lot of like unfinished books, but I made a I made a point and, you know, a promise to myself that I'm going to finish, even if it's a crap book, I'm going to try and finish it. Well, I remember hearing you advice one time that as you get later in life that you shouldn't waste your time reading crap books. Because, this is true. Because we're running out of time. Yeah, this is true. I mean... Uh, I know that's really depressing, but yeah, we only no. have so many book reading years left in our lives, so why not spend them reading books that we love? And that's, that's, you know, going back to what you said, too, about, like, reading the, you know, TikTok or whatever. It's like I'm trying to get away from, like, sort of focusing um, on, like, you know, the Internet or whatever, like Instagram or Facebook. So that's another one of my goals. Okay. Well, something else you can do while you're herkle-durkling. Knitting? Watch TV. Yep. We should talk about the Squid Game. Yeah. Squid Game was a really... Yeah. Now, was, we're not talking about the movie have, that I got about... I don't know, two minutes in, and I'm like, no, this is way too gory. I'm not watching this. Yeah. We're talking about Squid Game, the challenge game show, something like that. If you put it in Netflix, it'll come up, but it's essentially a yeah. reality-type competition show, but it is super cool. I mentioned it to my parents, and they binged it, and they loved it. It's it's really strange. And- Psychological is what it is. And, and you know, just just to frame all of this amy does not like these kinds of shows these kind of competitive reality shows like where there's games involved that is you know she loves the the drama ones i do i do like um, the drama ones but the ones as soon as they throw in uh, i i watch some of the early seasons of survivor but then they just yeah i i like to get you know invested in knowing the characters but with this one there were yeah it's it basically 456 players competing and it gets down to one person winning 4.56 million dollars oh let's just tell you who won it was i'm just joking no (laughs) but no spoilers for sure the thing is though too is that i watched three episodes of it on my own knowing that you didn't enjoy these kinds of shows so it wasn't a show that we were going to quote unquote share and then i told you about it you're like oh that sounds kind of interesting and then we, I watched those three again, and we caught up, and we went right to the end. Pretty much, yeah. right, it's right more nonstop. enjoyable watching it with somebody else. I just, it's like I just, I don't care if I'm reading a book with somebody else, but if I'm reacting to a show or well, laughing it's nice at to be a able movie, to talk about it, just like movies, right? Oh yeah, we watched a good movie recently too. What was that? Oh, American Fiction. 
Yes. Yeah, that was a good movie. Really good movie. Funny, uh, satiric, and poignant, really. Yeah, another recommendation from Tim Ferriss's Five Bullet Friday email I get, which we routinely will... Usually it's his viewing recommendations that we we take up on, and they're... It's a, we get a good variety. It forces us to kind of branch out, and that was a cool, cool movie, yeah. American fiction. And we're all over the place with this podcast. Wait, <laughs> Squid you, Game. You, you put on I love a, it though. You put on a documentary called Cooking, which was about I think there was four, maybe centered around four episodes, and just the I, you know, the art of cooking and the importance of it, and and we were watching it. The first one was around fire, so it was a lot around grilling and barbecuing, and then all of a sudden it went to pigs and like a commercial pig farm. And I was like, and how it's like really beneficial to get your meat from a local butcher, so you know yeah. that it's that the pigs aren't in such a horrendous. But situation. it didn't start there, and I was like, no. turn it off, turn it off. Yeah, because I'm always one documentary away from cutting out an entire food group from my diet, and yeah. now it's going to be a little while. We well, haven't eaten chicken in a very in. long time. No, chickens. Are, I'm done with chickens. Yeah, I'm done with chickens. I'm done with brown eggs. Yeah. That one I don't get because brown eggs it's are supposedly more healthy than white it's eggs. It's just an association I have because one time there was a brown egg and somebody opened it. They cracked it open and I might have been hungover. I remember it was like somebody was making hangover breakfast at a house party or something. Yeah. Sometime in my 20s. I think it was a farm egg that was accidentally fertilized. Anyway, it wasn't, it wasn't what you wanted to see in a pan. And as much as I, I love farms and I think always go local... I don't know. There must have been a random rooster gone awry on this farm because it was not pretty what came out of that egg. And okay. because the shell on that egg was brown, now my mind can't separate brown egg from Yeah, you're like that. You can't, you can't, there's no going back for you. No. No, yeah. there isn't. Once I, it's, that's the way redheads are. Yeah, I guess so. We make a decision. We stick to it. <laughs> yeah. You burn us. We're burned forever. <laughs> Sorry, brown eggs. No more. But, you know, I actually, I say that, but you did buy brown eggs recently and I tried one and it was okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I, I'm surprised you're even eating eggs. You didn't eat eggs for the longest time. Well, it wasn't until uh, our friend Janelle recommended that you could, you know, toss some pasta in them and cook them up as another way to add some protein oh, without yeah. meat to the pasta. And I was like, oh yeah. That's, Chicken carbonara. That's the way that's made. That's it. With little piggies in it. Yeah. I didn't have the little, I didn't have bacon in my... Carbonara, but you you could if you if you didn't watch any documentaries about pigs and how horrific they can be treated in Absolutely. certain situations. All right, another thing you can do while you're herkodurkling is spend time with a loved one. Yes, you know, cuddling or just laying there side by side. Yes, it's lying there, isn't it? You know, no, I always it's laying there. But isn't lay lady lay? Isn't that always criticized as being grammatically incorrect? No, I don't think so. I've never heard that. You know what song I mean, right? Eric yeah, Dylan. Is it Eric? Or, oh, it's not Eric Clapton? Well, he did a copy of it, but... Okay. A cover or whatever. But yeah, Dylan did that originally. Lay, lay, lay. Lay across my big breast bed. That's how he sings it. Good job. Thank you. All right. I think that was... You got to keep that in because that sounded just like him. People are going to be like, whoa, where'd you get Dylan? Luckily, it sounded not close enough to his voice that we would be in any kind of infringement territory that's right all right so really herkodurkelin you should treat it like any other leisure activity and you can choose when you want it yep when you want to do it 
And even people who always spring out of bed in the morning can gain something from Herkle Durkling. Yeah. It's also a wonderful thing for new parents to do during the baby moon. Yes. You know, hanging out, spending time, bonding. One mention the author does make is around mental health. So there's a big difference between choosing to stay in bed versus not being able to get out of bed. That's so, true. You know, it, it, sometimes if you're in a position where you really just don't want to face the world, yeah, fighting depression, then it, that's a different story. We're talking about the more. This is by choice. And uh, another article I read about this from Huff Post talks uh, on some tips that you can do, and they suggest taking a mindful approach to your. Herkle Durkle moments, acknowledging that this is your time. It's it's not as though it's a time of everybody is not quite selfish enough already. <laughs> we need all these articles to remind us. Just make it make it's more about you. Make this yeah. thing about you. Do you find that most things are trying to push us toward being more and more selfish? Well, yeah, all your time is for you because you're the one spending it. So just do whatever you're doing, right? Herkle Durkling, let's be honest, it's, there's not a lot of like energy expelled there. You're just, you're not doing anything. Well, the, so it's, it's basically, a, I, I feel that Herkle Durkling is basically like a, just a time to just uh, have, you know, for yourself, just kind of relax. So, well, I mean, they do say that your loved one may be next to you and that's fine too, <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> so the article says, you know, you got to keep balance in mind. Don't use Herkle Durkling as a way to avoid things like tasks and conversations or any other thing that might need your attention. And so I'm going to take this time to talk about some of these silent standoffs that are happening in our household at the moment. Jeff, look, <laughs> with your furrowed brow, I can tell you have no idea where I'm going with this. Do we want to talk about the fact that there's been a cap of a tube of toothpaste down our drain for oh i know i love looking at it see this okay so i think most households have this little i love seeing how neither of us have brought it up it's not my cap because it's not mine it is no it isn't i i didn't drop it down there well either you or huxley did i didn't the two of you share the toothpaste and you know what he learned not to put the cap on the toothpaste from watching you not put the cap on the toothpaste which no, is i think why that's just hereditary I put, I put my cap on my toothpaste and i put my whole tube of toothpaste in a drawer i like seeing the different colors and turns. that's what i like you see it down there when you're brushing your teeth and it sometimes it's got this like off green color and it's stuff like horrific. that it's horrific and if anyone comes over and looks deep down our drink we both know it's you know what there. i'll be honest with you i actually did try or did think about to getting it out of there but like i wouldn't even know how to do it what we do i use chopsticks we haven't talked about this in weeks it's also like the cereal dust in the bottom of the container that holds our cereal so we we dump our c- cereal i can't stand that i know well you never empty it though I never get to the point where I have to. No, because you always leave a little bit of cereal left. No, and then I always I'm the pick one the ones that like, I need. I, I don't pour the, the dust into my bowl ever. It just keeps building until I decide that I'll try to take out the bits of cereal and then dump the dust out. And Is give it, it so away. hard to do? I, that's a question I guess I have for you. It's not. Because it seems I'm the only <laughs> All you got to do is literally take the plastic container, walk over to the garbage, and pour it out. I've never is, had you, to do is that. Is that you talking I've to yourself? I've never had to do that because... I've never gotten to the point 
No, where because it was just you dust. Leave, you leave just enough, not enough for anybody else to have a full bowl. You leave. That's not true. I I I, I disagree with that. Oh, what you've never, but you've never had to do it. You think just the law? I have of, done it. How how long has it been? I don't know. Oh, it's been it's been a while because you just leave Jeez, it there. I didn't know you were so bent up over it. It's like when people leave just enough milk in the fridge, but not enough to. You know, well, actually, you never know if someone just wants a little bit for their coffee. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, is that what it's, you're just leaving that little bit? It's not that you don't want to just empty out the end of the carton of milk. I'm emptying the milk all the time. You can't, you can't accuse me of that. No, sorry. Not, neither of those two things are true. They're completely true. No, they're not. Well, let's no, talk about one thing not. we didn't put off was fixing the dishwasher. I mean, yeah, that we happened. did that together. That was good. We did. You did the actual mechanics of it all, and I, I suggested we use one of the metal straws. And had we and how we did do it, we figured that out together. Did we already talk about this on the podcast? Probably. Let's not bore our listeners. Actually, let's. It was pretty bloody ingenious. Yeah, it was. So we should take, we should do a picture of that. Let's go back to the beginning, shall we? Jeff and I moved in together and Jeff had never really lived for any length of time with a dishwasher. And so I had to tell you that there's certain ways you load the dishwasher. What is this crap on Jeff uh, (laughs) podcast? Jeez. (laughs) Because certain times when you put in dishes and you press them in into ways that the, they shouldn't be, the little prongs on the dishwasher start to bend and then they break the little rubber plastic seal coating and then they start to rust and then they weaken. And I get tired of telling you, and I don't think you believe me that this would be a true threat to the overall dishwasher, but then you realize it did, which is why we changed to me being the one that loads and you unloading because the risk of damage is far lesser when you're unloading. But so I'm the, the Tasmanian damage, devil. But the damage had already been done, and the bottom rack had a whole strip that was ready to give away, which would have left us like at half capacity in terms of being able to put our plates on the bottom rack. So then you went out and priced it, and when you went out and priced it, you realized the price of that rack was incredibly expensive, and so much so that they didn't even have them locally. They have to be special ordered. At least I was forward thinking, trying to get another one. And the dishwasher itself still worked fine. So if only we had avoided that whole situation in the first place by properly loading it. But that didn't happen. So before it you went know, too honey, completely honey, dishwashers far, and, their, and their racks eventually like don't like hold over time, regardless of how they they're They hold loaded. a lot longer if you don't regardless bend the Regardless of how the prongs, they're loaded, things age. If, if you don't bend the prongs and the seals don't get broken... And the coating stays strong. They don't rust. The coating stays strong. <laughs> so we took a stainless steel straw and we used it and we put it along the part that was just about ready to snap. And then we used tie wraps and we basically reinforced that section. And we've got... It's better than new now. It is. Well, and you know what's frustrating about dishwashers is that that goes before the dishwasher goes. The yeah. rack goes before the whole appliance. Right. Which should be an easy thing. My yeah. father actually bought a little, I remember a little coating kit that you could basically paint really? onto the rusted spots of the dishwasher rack. I'm not surprised. It was like a rubber coating that they used to sell, but this wouldn't have fixed the situation. Your dad is a superstar. I'm not surprised that he had coatings for a dishwasher. It was, pretty, it was for like when you get the little worn off spots, like then leave little rust marks on your white mugs and things. 
but this one it needed a full-on fix so yeah sometimes there's little silent battles that go on within the whole household standoffs oh well i I know one thing's for sure i'm never uh, i'm never getting rid of that dust again after today what dust? you can do it every time the cereal dust yeah (laughs) you mean being accused of never doing it is just too much for me so you're never going to do it for the first time never going to do it out of protest there is a recommendation that herkle durkle time should be kept to five to ten minutes (laughs) (laughs) whatever I'm like, that's a snooze button. Hour. At, that's like hitting the at snooze. At least. <laughs> I think the key is to do it conscientiously, not feel guilty about it. Just enjoy that's right. it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks Herkel for listening. And do it guilt-free. That's right. Till next time. See Bye-bye. you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out past episodes and subscribe to keep up with what's new. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. And why not leave a review? You can also follow InfoQuench on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Till Til next time. time.